0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. The last few weeks we spoke to Trevor Hudson about the serenity prayer and the 12 steps that are commonly used in recovery groups around the globe in many different countries where people work on their restoration from addiction.
1: Yeah, Trevor is a well-known author and speaker in South Africa and abroad, and he recommended that more Christians use these tools of recovery as a way to grow deeper into relationship with Christ, with God, with others, and with themselves. He emphasized that these tools are deeply spiritual, as they demonstrate a life of surrender to the Lordship of Christ.
0: Thank you, Frederick. We continue to learn from our guests as they courageously share the difficulties they experience because of the wounds in their lives. By the strengthening of the Holy Spirit, they take courageous steps to embark on a journey of increasing vulnerability and intimacy, like our program says, intimacy that leads to restoration. Helene Lambrecht is here today to share her journey as a single Christian who follows Jesus and the role and she's going to tell us about the role safe groups play in her life. Welcome,
1: Hillian. Mm, welcome, Hillian. We are so privileged to have you with us and to um, and have somebody that is, uh, have some experience about what life is about.
0: Especially having a single, right? Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Suki Friedrich.
2: Yeah.
1: So, Ilien, you've been single, and not only for a little while, but for all your life. I'm not going to say how long that life is. <laughs> and, um, and and you're going to help us answer some questions for the listeners, especially with regards to singleness, because I think you have a lot of experience about singleness and how important a safe group of people is Um to grow into spirit, uh, deeper spirituality and deeper intimacy. Give us just a, a little background of, of, of your experiences and your life story, very briefly.
2: Thank you, Friedrich. So, um, I just to help the listeners, I already make use of the privilege of pensioner, so you can <laughs> work out how long I've been single by yourself. Um, but... I, I would say that the, the, the particular struggles that I have um, uh, is uh, to, to make my story have sense and context. Is I'm, I'm struggling with what I think is an addiction to to watching internet and and also putting off things. Um, So I think it started because I grew up in a very dysfunctional home with a lot of disturbances at nighttime and, yeah, a lot of upheaval. And my way out of it, one of my ways out of it was to read a lot and then, you know, really uh, just go from one story to another to another book and escaping that way, and then uh, as I grew and te- uh, you know technology also grew, I also started seeing that pattern with TV and watching TV late at night and then trying to you know <laughs> um, sell the TV or do something with it um and I then, uh, at a point, started getting internet, and I think um, slowly I just began to grow into a pattern of really watching a lot, and uh, because if you're single, there's nobody around you who can check you, Mm -hmm. so I just had no breaks anymore. And then that started affecting sleep patterns badly, production in my day, relationships, dealing with the shame and the the disobedience to God. Yeah, it really started getting me. Mm. And um, yeah, the, so, the, the, the 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 I think the loneliness of uh, being single. Um, and then slowly you you think it's okay mm-hmm. to to do these things, and nobody is there that really see and check up on you
1: so it, it seems to me, Helene, what you are saying, and what I heard was a very important world, a word there is escape and um, so th- there were a lot of things happening in your life, many feelings, many um, dysfunctions, conflict. And all these things that you mentioned were ways of escaping out of reality. Um, how would you say that worked in your life?
2: Yes, yes. Um, that the the just mindlessly watching stuff, mm. um, not applying good things of distinction to what I watch. Well, I. I I pride myself wrongly in that. Oh, I don't watch um, bad stuff, pornography. But when whenever there's escape and not dealing mm. with the pain and the hurt the, the way that that Christ would like me to look at it, mm. then that's bad. What what is not, mm. you know, in this world or good taste for me, mm-hmm. that. I, you know, so I had to
1: face that
0: thing. Trying
2: to rationalize.
0: Mm. You said it so well um, because I think many of the listeners who listen to this program, we often talk about addiction to pornography, addiction to to all sorts of things, different kinds of addictions, especially process addictions like addiction to food or whatever. Um, but it's interesting because some people would say, um, and I think you actually already explained it beautifully that. Why do you say it's an addiction? Why when many people are on the internet all the time, but at the same time, when I listened to you, I could hear that you were saying it takes you out of reality and it stops you from dealing with the realities in your life. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
2: so it's like it's um, just okay. It's numbing, and mm. I don't have to deal with these financial things that I don't like. Uh, I love teaching. I love being an educator, but I hate admin. So, mm.
0: um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Many of yeah. us can relate with you, Lillian yeah. Absolutely, because we uh, often we postpone and it's when we, po- you know, we, we, it enter us into the pattern of postponing. Tell me, how did it work for you as a single that you entered into recovery groups eventually?
2: Well, um, I, I knew at a, at a certain point last year, I knew that um, they, I, I needed to be with some people who understand this kind of thing, who would understand my struggle, my shame, um, my helplessness, um, despite the fact that I'm not helpless, in a lot of other ways, and the, the society in many ways see me as a very capable person.
0: And you um, are, and very competent. That's the way <laughs> I know you.
2: And I I also think through my friendship with, um if I may honestly say that to listeners, my friendship with you and Frederick, and level of... Oh that you shared and I, I just felt, um, well, that has that been a, a, a place to go to, people to be with and to really learn from and journey with.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. I'm so, so honored. But I hear something about vulnerability that drew you, that realized that there are groups where a person can talk about these things.
1: Yeah, and that, and that is the place where you are safe. So um, I, I'm hearing you saying, and it's a privilege that you say that you felt safe with Suki and I, but th- that is not the only place that you eventually find a, found a safe group. Um, what groups did you find?
2: Well, I, um, I then asked, you guys to give me the recovery the step yeah first to just go to the recovery um kind of bible study that was on a thursday evening and i when i was there i realized yeah there's much more and i can see that if one go into a step program that because i'm so interested in how god has made my brain and how he can change my brain and i know for a fact when you're in a step program you begin to learn a framework so that you make constantly new choices and you're aware and others help you and hold you accountable so yeah then i i went through the bible study on Thursday evenings
1: and the group on Monday. Mm. So uh, I think the groups that you are talking about is Celebrate Recovery. We did speak about right. Celebrate Recovery in our previous programs. So um, Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered uh, recovery group and restoration group. In our in our program, we talk about restoration. And uh, it is definitely a safe place that we can uh, enter into. For
0: people with hurts, habits, and hang-ups. They say it so beautifully. You don't need to struggle with addictions. But anything that you do that you want to stop doing and you cannot stop doing it, um, that's the kind of group, right, Hylian?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I also enjoy those three H's. Learn mm. hmm. habits and hang
1: ups.
2: You know. Ian has quite a few of them, so she can work at
0: it. Right, yeah. and just to pick yeah. up what Ian said, she said there's an open share group, and you can find these groups online. And also, there's a step group. Now, the open share group is where there's a general share and a general talk, often about a certain topic. And then the step group is where a person can go deeply. Into the program and it's almost like a Bible study where you answer certain things about your spirituality and the things that you struggle with. And it connects you deeply with God, but on a a level where you can confess to one another the struggles that you have in a very honest way, in a way where people don't fix each other. Mm. But we need to go for a short break now. We'll get back to you shortly after the music.
1: Yo, welcome back uh, listeners and Elian, it's, it's so good to have you here. and uh, before the break we were talking about safe places and um, the celebrate recovery is one of the places where you are one feels safe. Elian, what would you uh, say? what does a safe place for you look like? Okay, uh,
2: um, a safe place is um, I wrote down that it's a place where, where others, because others show vulnerability, humility, accountability, and great courage, that also encourages me to to be vulnerable and in humility to share to be accountable um, because others though there are my brothers and sisters in Christ and scripture says that that we need to be uh, confessed and be accountable yeah and what what a safe place is for me to it, it's a place where there are very good guidelines and rules that protect the information while we are talking and afterward. Mm. Um, Can you tell us some, how? Yeah, the, 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 there's certain guidelines that read every time, and I really appreciate and like that because it reminds all of us um, that. If Everyone there is coming and putting their deepest and most painful things on the table and they need the utmost respect and respect mm. in that session and respect after that session. And that, to me, I, I feel safe there because I see we all step down to that level and this, the safeness for me is... Or oh, the one thing is also, yeah, then the rules, the guidelines that are there. The the other safeness is that we, we listen to one another.
1: Mm.
2: And I, I believe in any situation when you are hurt, full of pain or misunderstood and you want to get across what's inside you, One of of the deepest things as a human being I long to is to be heard
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: and and understood, even though they're not in my situation. And I feel safe in this particular group on Mondays because it's structured in such a way that nobody interferes when you take the floor and you are sharing. Mm -hmm. There's no crosstalk. There's no advice, there's no fixing. Nobody's trying to tell you what you should do and not do. You just have this space where you can speak and then you watch their faces, you see their empathy, and you, you begin to think about what you say and you hear yourself afresh. So for me... That's safeness and another just another safe thing to me is the safeness of the scriptures that we study in those sessions. Mm.
0: Excuse me, you explain it so well. And I just want to ask you, um, how do you know that you can trust these people? Is there anything that, um, like in the guidelines when they read that, that help you to know that it is going to be safe and that people's not going to tell when they leave that meeting, they're going to tell other people uh, about all the things that you shared? Can you tell us what about that?
2: Well, I I think it's it's the combination of... uh, the content of the steps, the content of the principles, the, um, the guidelines of what we do and what we don't do in each session.
0: It sounds like there's an agreement of confidentiality and anonymity, yes. right?
2: Yes. And, and even I know two of the people who are there and they know me. And yet I feel... My stuff is safe with them mm. um, because they have to give me the same level of trust that even though I know them and between us we are friends, they need to know I am, um, yeah.
1: Yes. Mm.
2: I, I think it's, a, it's an, a tremendous call on the highest thing in me as a human being to say, I will respect what you say. Yeah,
0: right, right. Mm-hmm.
2: I and I think it helps.
0: A l- I think it helps a lot that um, that people agree in every meeting that there will be confidentiality and that they will not disclose any one of the people who come to the meeting afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. That they agree on that because I think that's yeah. a very important aspect. So, <clears throat> so they will not in any other meeting where you see each other afterwards, tell each other about, you know, refer to something you said in the meeting. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. part of that.
1: Yeah, so I, what you're saying, lian is that there's a lot of confidentiality and what I also heard you saying is that you were heard and that you were understood in the group. And another very important thing that you said was that it is Bible based. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's not really a Bible study group. No. What, what would you say is the difference between a Bible study group, the te, uh, traditional one, and uh, a group like the uh, Safe CR group, Celebrate Recovery Group?
2: Okay. I'll start by saying my best understanding of Bible study is that it should lead to two things. The one is the Hebrew word, um, Shem, to listen, Shema, to listen and to obey and to, to love God and that love should go into a decision. Now, my experience of most Bible study groups are that that people can study and they can be very proud of their knowledge and you can have a wonderful time, but it doesn't necessarily mean that when you go out there, you, you really listen to obey or you love to make new decisions to change your life. I find in the, 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 the step program that we are doing, that challenges me tremendously. In a normal Bible study, you you can pretend that you've got it all together. Um, you don't have to be accountable necessarily. But here, your accountability and your vulnerability and your humility about how the Word breaks my own heart. So it's almost like we interact at a completely different level with Scripture in mm. the in the step group, um, yeah, then I'm I'm, there can be and there are fantastic Bible study groups, but, but Christians can, I know, live with each other and have Bible study for many years and don't know each other's secret lives and mm. secret things. And I believe that that God wants to give us tools, and this is a tool for me, this tech program, yeah, to deal with these yucky, darker things and the shame it brings uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, so, the, yeah so yeah, okay. so lean we we are not saying because I'm in total agreement with you, we are not saying that Bible studies are uh, inappropriate or they shouldn't be done um all, no, we, are, never, all never. we are saying is that Bible studies are often used to increase our knowledge and the best Bible studies there would be would be when we increase our knowledge and how we can apply those into our lives. And with the 12-step true. group, I see that the scriptures that are being done in the CR Celebrate Recovery 12-step are scriptures that are directly applicable to one's life at that very moment and forces us to do some introspection like you said
0: Exactly Frederick yes. and I just want to add with that it's not only the 12 steps used in the the CR program but the 12 steps that are generally used in recovery groups and that is part that is also my experience that brings that added di- the added dynamics into Um, What you explained to us earlier, because um, the listeners who've been listening to many of our programs will know that just in the previous programs, Trevor Hudson spoke to us about the importance. And like we mentioned in the beginning of the program, um, you mentioned The the importance of the 12 steps to help us to grow in deeper spirituality. And I think a deep essence of those is to say, I cannot do it. I cannot change myself. I cannot fix myself. I tried too long. And to turn to God and say, only you can help me. And then to in deep humility, like you explained so beautifully, um, look that step four, to look at our own character defects. That in other words, that would be to look at our sinful patterns and to be honest and that reminds me of the Bible that says if we confess to one another and we pray for one another we will be healed mm. and I think that's something that's, that's sometimes missing in some in, in some of the Bible studies where we don't feel we can trust each other we cannot be, really be vulnerable to each other and therefore we cannot really connect on a deep on a deep level
1: mm.
0: and as a,
2: as a single person I, I also find you know that if, if the body of Christ is not structured in a certain way to care for singles, then singles Christians who are singles can easily have a lot of secrets, lot isolate, a lot, feel a lot of, disconnected, easily venture into double standards, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm really grateful <laughs> that. This is a different kind of, uh, let's say that there are different models for Bible study, but this is a particular model where you can be drawn out of that. Mm. Um, And I can even say over the the Christmas, New Year time, I, I felt a lot of new things happening because of, although I've been in the program short, you challenged me not to sink into to certain kind of, um, you know, isolation, secretiveness, or disconnecting, but really step out and to connect.
1: Over yeah, I, I, Eliane, parts. I think this, yeah, thank you so much, Eliane, for for that honesty. And I think it's very, very important, especially in this time during lockdown that we yeah. had uh, in January and over December, um, and it's it's February now, and uh, the the virus is probably still with us. So, you know, even though we cannot engage in face-to-face meetings, these meetings are available online. So a person can go online and join a, a, a support group or a twelve-step group and not be isolated, like you say. But Helene, yeah. thank you very very much for joining us this uh, today and. Um, we look forward to connecting with you again in the future. And listeners, please remember, um, there's an opportunity for you to make comments, to ask questions, and uh, send your comments and questions to Frederick Suki at kpulpit.co.za. Suki, how does that go? Frederick Suki, one word,
0: Frederick, like, fredericksukie without the C, at kpulpit, one word, dot .co.za. Uh, Lovely to talk to you, listeners. Talk to you again next week. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.